Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. You know what we do here? Another week, another amazing life story of an amazing immigrant. Thank you for joining me every week. For the ones that haven't subscribed or followed yet, please go ahead and do so. And for the ones that are new here, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, at An Immigrant's Life. You can listen to the podcast through YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. As you might have noticed, that's not me on the introduction. That is my son. And since it's my birthday month, I'm... uh, giving you that as a gift, you might say, and I hope you like that. So before we talk about the episode, last 12th of June, my beloved home country celebrated its Independence Day. So I just want to give a belated Happy Independence Day to the Philippines. And I know some purists will say that it wasn't really the country's Independence Day since we were colonized by America and Japan after that. And some would even say we are still not independent. And I understand your sentiment. However, for now, let me say Happy Independence Day to the Philippines. Alright? Now, let's talk about this episode. I really enjoyed this conversation with our guest. Not only because she is awesome, but also because we share the same sentiment of how much proud we are of our Filipino heritage. So, without further ado... Let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a web designer and a web developer. She doesn't only speak the language of love, because she's engaged, but she also speaks the language of the future, because she knows programming. Everyone, please welcome Jay Mangahas. Thank you. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. So I am Jay Mangahas or Mangahas, uh, whichever you prefer. Um, I live in Toronto, Canada at the moment. I came from Manila, Philippines, hmm. and I moved here when I was about eight years old. And um, as you mentioned, I am a designer and developer currently working on um, creating my own company. Um, the link will be here, I'm sure, <laughs> when it's uh, posted, but it's wonderlabs.com. Hmm. And uh, yeah. Check me out when you get a chance if you ever need a design or development work in the future. Maybe I will check you out because I don't have a website for the podcast. <laughs> I'm too lazy for that. But we'll talk about that later. I yeah. f- um, so you mentioned that you were originally from the Philippines. Which part of the Philippines were you from? Um, I grew up in Caloocan City in Manila. And um, I also remember visiting Nueva Ecija pretty often. Um, that's where my grandfather's farm was. So that was always, uh, I mean, I have fun memories of being there, running around and smelling the pigs. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about fun smelling the pigs, but. <laughs> it's it's one of those things I, I think you can't really forget, you know. Mm-hmm. So your family moved to Canada. Was there someone who came first? Um, You know, we were lucky because my father's siblings and his father, they were already here. Mm. So they helped us come over. And I mean, it was great because we already had our support system here. 
and we had a nice house to go to to live in for a little bit and yeah we had all the support we needed so we were actually the last of his side of the family to come to canada oh okay uh how many in the family your initial family um i have my sisters two sisters and my parents okay so you guys are all girls three girls yes poor dad god damn <laughs> I know. I think they would have tried for a fourth if it was not for the fear of having a fourth girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. That's so Filipino, don't you think? Like. Yeah, it is. I and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, like, I'm talking about Filipinos in the Philippines that are struggling. They mm -hmm. don't care if they struggle. They want that boy or they want that girl. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, so do you remember your early days going to school and moving to, or at least moving to Toronto? I do. Yeah, I do. I We lived in Richmond Hill at first. So that's uh, where I spent about a year. Um, and I remember I have a lot of good memories from that part of uh, my childhood. I'm um, just getting to live with my cousins for a little bit and going to school together. It was, it was really great. I think we were really fortunate to have that. Mm -hmm. And did you make friends easily? Um, I think I did. Yeah, I, I did have a lot of friends. It was, you know, in the area that we were in, it was definitely majority white kids in my class. I had oh. maybe one visible Asian friend visibly asian friend and um i think that was all i remember mm. other than my cousins we were really they were the only other filipinos i knew at the time oh okay how about high school how was high school for you um high school was it was good i had a little too much fun in high school <laughs> um, <laughs> tell, tell us please um i yeah i definitely i'm sure yeah I, I stressed my parents though I know that in high school um but high school I had I was in Toronto for high school so I had a lot more Filipino friends around me mm. um, but that's also where um the comments of being whitewashed sort of um became more frequent mm. what do you mean whitewash um whitewash in the sense of I guess at least from what I um understood at the time I just was I guess I had more similarities with my white friends than the Filipino ones as far as uh, I guess as far as how they perceived me at the time. Mm. But where is the comment coming from? Is it coming from the Filipino side or from the what? From the Filipinos, yeah. It was the Filipinos for sure. And it was the same actually friends that I had um, towards the end of elementary going into high school. Mm. Um and yeah, they were they were the same group of people who sort of grew up with me, but yeah, it just it was always there. It was just this this label of being whitewashed um, stayed with me throughout high school for sure. Mm. And how did you think it affected you? I think at the time, I mean, I know it caused me to feel sort of torn between groups of friends, mm. um, feeling like I sort of had to side with the filipinos or sit with the filipinos for lunch as opposed to um my white friends you know it was just 
it was an added pressure that I think was not necessary at the time because I mean being a teenager is already not so fun <laughs> as yeah. far as discovering yourself yeah I like that you said that the comment whitewash is coming from the Filipino side because it's that's so common yeah you know like you're just trying to fit in and they're I don't know maybe they're jealous or maybe they're they want what you're doing and you're comfortable with yourself you know what I mean yeah I didn't really know where it was coming from as far as just why I mean I I yeah I just sort of brushed it off at the time you know it was hmm. I'm sorry but this is I guess just how I am and I like both of you guys and I don't think I have to choose yeah I obviously it's not the same but I guess somehow kind of is remember back in the days there were like a division between hip-hop and rock yes yeah like you cannot listen to both yes I yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes and I remember I I love music and I both love the genre so what I used to do is when it's I'm with the rock friends I listen to the rock but if I'm with the hip-hop people I listen to hip-hop but I know, like you said, it's like I should have just listened, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it's it's just music. It's funny because I was exactly the same as you, and in that sense, as far as especially with my Filipino friends, they love the hip hop, right? And mm -hmm. they loved um, specific genres more than others. So, but my dad, I grew up listening to rock music because of my dad. Yeah. So I. But definitely uh, at that age, it was all about hip-hop. <laughs> or if you dress like with baggy shorts, you get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So silly, you know? Yeah. And uh, so you said you got in trouble. Can you we talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I skipped a lot of school and I was... Um, I got in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, I used to... Yeah, it was so bad. Actually, I, when I think about it, I used to like help my friends cut class by calling in, like with a Filipino accent as their parent, and I would try to, um, yeah, to try to get them out of school. And it went, it carried on until I was, I think, in grade eleven or twelve. And then they decided to bring my parents in one day, and they had a stack of signed notes that I had forged. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was going through, uh, I, I'm not really exactly, I was just, I think I was rebelling, you know, at the time. And it was just, it was just one of those things. I went to an all girls Catholic school, so mm. it was, um, a little strict and, you know, coming here at a young age and feeling a lot of pressure to, as the eldest child in my family, it was just, I think it was just my way of rebelling at the time. And mm. I'm glad it wasn't anything that caused, you know, permanent damage down the road. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how was it growing up with immigrant parents? Um, they work very hard. You know, they work very hard and I will always admire them for that. And um, I had my aunts and uncles and I had my cousins and I was very happy. I mean, I was a happy child. I was proud of my family. 
um, and just their work ethic. And um, I don't know, my culture was something I was always proud of in the sense that um, we were honest and genuine people. And Mm -hmm. I noticed that from the beginning, you know, that that set us apart from um, different cultures. And yeah, I was proud of that. My parents worked hard and they were hardly home when I was young and it was okay for me and my sisters and because we understood what they were doing and we understood that it was all for us. Mm. So did they explain it to you verbally? Um, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. But my parents are not explainers by nature. It was everything is unspoken. You know, I don't know if that's a typical Filipino thing, but it, we sort of just look at each other and it's like, oh, yeah, I love you too. You know, I know you're, you're proud and you, I get it. I know. We don't say I'm sorry or, or anything like that, but we understand each other. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we, we knew it was so we could, you know, get a better house so we could go to university and do all that. So yeah, we never complained. I don't think we ever really felt like, oh no, I wish they were home and spending more time with us because mm. when they were home, we had you know, movie nights with them and everything was all about the family. Hmm. You never complain, you just got classes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, I guess they did suffer some consequences down the road for that. But yeah, I never blamed them for, you know, all the work that they had to do at the time. And it was just normal for me. Yeah. Have you ever reconciled with them about that? not being there for you guys were growing up um no i can't say that you know we really talked about it it was just like i said an un- unspoken agreement at the time and did their best to make up for it other times you know we have our memories of our childhood as far as my sisters and i are very positive and, um, you know, we have memories of sleeping in the living room, all camped out together, even though we had our own beds. It's just, yeah, it was a good experience. I never really thought that it was anything that had to be discussed as an adult. How about now? Um, well, now, I mean, you know, I understand what they did for us and I appreciate what they did for us. And I want to make sure I can repay what they've done for us you know by making sure i can take care of them as they get older too so it's um yeah it's just i don't know it's just the way it is and the way it was and i'm kind of proud of that (laughs) um and as you know having experienced that too i know that i want to try to do things maybe a little bit differently, you know, when I have my own kids and even with my stepdaughter now, my soon-to-be stepdaughter, I want to make sure I get to spend some time with her, you know, when I can to make sure that it's not always all about work. But again, that privilege comes from my parents having worked so hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they put in the groundwork. 
Exactly. Yep. You know, all you have to do is do a layup. Don't miss yeah. that shot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and then whoever's the next generation, you know, your stepdaughter, hopefully makes it better. Yes. Yeah. So were your parents strict to you? Um, they were definitely a little more strict in the beginning uh, because everyone did things so differently over here. You know, kids were going to the park by themselves and getting to go out and do the sleepovers. And uh, yeah, they were, they were definitely strict. There one time my mom came home to find that my sisters and I were not there. We had gone over to the park down the street oh, no. and oh, she was not happy and um yeah we were definitely punished for that and you know and as time went on as years went by they got a little more um well they became a little more understanding and loose as far as the rules were concerned Mm -hmm. punishment you mean somebody got hit uh no, the spanking stopped when I got to Canada. We were spanking no. times. Yeah, I don't think. Um, I don't know if you have done this in the Philippines. They used to do this thing where you would like kneel on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> I just talked about this. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> but explain, please explain. Um. So in the Philippines, and I remember my school doing this. Um, back there in Manila. Um, if you did something and you were, yeah, as a, as a punishment, they would have you go on your knees and raise your arms um, shoulder level. And usually they would put a book on the hands to weigh you down. <laughs> it sounds so terrible, you know, when you talk about it now. But yeah, that was something that happened. And my mom had never done this to us before we got to Canada. So it was strange that she decided to do it at that time. But I think it was all she could think of, you know? So she just had us like kneel and yeah, do that for, it was probably a few minutes, but it felt like forever. And yeah, we made sure we never did that again. <laughs> did you get punished if you dropped the book? Um, we didn't we didn't get punished but that was her first and only time ever doing that so oh, okay. you know yeah but in the philippines she used to hit you um yeah my dad definitely spanked us in the philippines i know that um nothing too harsh but yeah i, I do remember that i remember getting yelled at and then receiving a spanking and then yeah a few oh. times i think a few times Getting yelled at is, yo, I'll take that any day, getting yelled at. You can yell at me any day, man. <laughs> the spanking I hate, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it was so normal, you know? And I think for other Filipinos and other, even other cultures, when I talk to um, other friends, um, like my Italian friends, they were spanked too. And it was just common up until a certain age. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, I guess, control a child. Yeah, yeah. No one was, no one was like, there was no child psychology back then. No, I know. Yeah, there wasn't. And I think, I think there was just, yeah, now it's popular, right? How to raise your kids properly and how to not scream. 
Um, I think we ha have a book here, Screen Free Parenting, <laughs> that never existed for, you know, my parents. I know that. You know what they're going to do with that book? They're going to burn that book and hit you with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think if I show that to them, they would be just livid. <laughs> they look at you like, what is this? Yeah. This is and then hit you with it. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. put it on your head so you go yeah. kneel down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. I know, like. I have two kids, and I I tell them the my stories when I was growing up and how much I got hit and all this stuff, and they cannot fathom the idea of getting hit because I don't hit obviously. Yeah. I wish I could hit, but I I can't. I like, when they look at you and they're like, you know, in that fear and like scared. Yeah. I can't. You know, <laughs> like interesting that like why do you think that um even though it's something we're used to we were used to as kids why do you think that we're almost incapable of it now now that you're in that position yeah you're so right because i i would answer is well i don't want that to, i don't want it to transfer that pain to my kids but wouldn't your parents feel the same should should have felt the same thing yeah, yeah. you know what i mean I don't. I that I don't know. I never asked my parents about that. But my reasoning is, I know how how painful it was physically and emotionally. How you felt like you got you were betrayed by your parents when you got hit. Yeah. You know, forget about the pain physically. I can take that any day. Whatever. You know, who cares? But it's that that emotional that like. Why are you doing this to me? I was just being a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, how about you on your side? What do you, what's your opinion on that? Um, I definitely think it's also because we have more resources available to us, right? And I think that part of um, experiencing the Canadian lifestyle is sort of understanding and realizing that there's more ways than one to deal with a situation. Hmm. Um, I don't think it was common at the time in the Philippines to stop and think and discuss what happened, you know, <laughs> and hear from your kids. Oh, you know, like there wasn't time for that, right? Your parents worked and, you know, if you frustrated them and, and you pushed the button then you got spanked. That was it. Yeah, there's no... I mean, the explanation I got was because we love you, that's why we spank you. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think I heard that too. I think I heard that too. And maybe it was also because it was common there. And mm -hmm. maybe it's not as common here. You know, now there's um, a lot more thinking twice about what we do, mm -hmm. right? And the consequences of that. Yeah. And also, you have to think of, I don't know if your family, but my family, we were poor. Mm. You know, so there's a stress of, of are we going to eat tomorrow or are there going to be clothes that we're going to be wearing? or you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that stress plus other things, they just like that stress that they don't know how to handle. Because, like you said, there's no resources to how to handle it. They just yeah. put it on the kids. <laughs> ah, that's true. 
I mean, yeah, that could have been the case for my parents. I know they were trying to work hard to get us to Canada, right? So mm-hmm. it could have just been that we got to Canada and a little bit of that stress was lifted. So there wasn't as much need to put anything on us, you know, for for things that we did wrong. There was more time to stop and think and breathe. Mm, exactly. You mentioned to me offline that you're proud of your family for being able to adapt to changes in Canada. What do you mean by that? Um, well, you know, after we moved here, there is a lot of, I guess, learning for all of us to do. Um, you know, everything from how to raise your kids um, in this new environment to just personal changes that we all went through. Um, like I mentioned to you, my mom converted religions when I was a teenager. So that was a particularly hard time for my family. And why? Um, because my dad was is Catholic and he's not a religious person, you know, go to church every Sunday type of person. But um, I think it was just that shock that my mom decided to switch to a different religion and and yeah that was hard for him that was a hard pill for him to swallow and Mm. they got through it I remember my aunt and uncle in particular coming over and helping them and you know again they had the ability to sit down and talk and discuss and and um yeah I, I just feel like it was a big moment of growth for the whole family because I know my dad was really upset about it. He didn't understand, but he sat down and took the time to understand it from my mom's perspective, as hard as that was, because this was probably a years-long process. Mm-hmm. How did it affect you and your sisters? Um, it put us in that same position of feeling torn, you know. Um, we were invited by my mom to go and see what that was like and... Um, to study that and my dad was strictly against it so there were times where we were going with my mom and my dad would be asking us not to go but it was hard you know do I make my mom happy or do I make my dad happy tonight Mm. and why I'm so proud of them is because they eventually let us make that decision Mm. you know um, when I would tell my dad well i I'd like to go check it out and see if it's for me. He understood. I'd have, you know, some of the Jehovah's Witnesses coming to the house to teach me. Mm-hmm. And he just would go to, go to his room and respect our privacy and let that happen. And, you know, even though as the years went on, I decided that it wasn't for me, my mom understood that as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of understanding on both their parts. And I don't think that comes easy for, I mean, a lot of people, but in particular, my parents growing up in the Philippines with that mindset of, I just, change is hard, but mind you, they went through, you know, one of the most difficult changes you could go through by coming to this country. So, you know, I guess I shouldn't really be too surprised, but I mean, yeah, it was 
it was not an easy time for both of them and they got through it and also showed my sisters and I what it's like to figure out a solution together as a family instead Mm of one person being upset and angry and deciding I'm going to go back to the Philippines I'm done now (laughs) because that's what my dad and at a certain point my dad was that close to you know just you know I'm just life is hard here I think I'll just go back to the Philippines yeah and why do you think your mom changed religion what pushed her you know I thought it was a sudden change at the time but I've spoken to her about this um, a few times since and she mentioned that she had actually explored it in the Philippines which I didn't know. So that, you know, gives me some insight to her decision-making process, that it wasn't just something sudden. It was something that she had thought about her whole life or, you know, her whole adult life. Hmm. And as she felt a sense of belonging with them, and I guess she agreed with how they perceived religion or just the world in general. So... Yeah, I mean, I was happy because she seemed happier since joining them. Mm-hmm. You know, she she seemed more fulfilled, and I think that's that was probably the most important thing to consider at the time. Yeah, do you think she was just looking for friends? You know, I would think that if my mom wasn't a social butterfly, she my mom she's very social and she's charismatic and she she's an extrovert so she loves talking to people so i don't think that was really a problem um you know it's hard to understand it was hard to understand for me because there were some things i just did not agree with right but i also am open-minded enough to understand that just because i don't see it this way it doesn't mean that someone else can't believe with their whole heart in mind that that something is a fact or is what is real. Yeah, I agree. Um, Filipinos, they're culturally ad- adaptable. Why do you think we're very adaptable? Um, I think that, you know, Filipinos in general are really hard workers and they're dedicated and, and loyal people. But I think what makes them the most adaptable is... Um, their quest to sort of be better like and, and do better for their families. Mm-hmm. And I think with Filipinos in particular, there's no um, negative bias as far as other cultures, you know, mm-hmm. and especially I think Canada and the States, they don't look at it like, oh, we're better than you as so I don't want to be like you. Like they sort of want to, adapt and become better by learning you know mm. and I, I do think that sets them apart from other cultures who might uh look down on you know um just western society and other mm. societies yeah i have a theory about this my theory is because we were conquered three times Hmm. and because of that we need to adapt or else we're gonna get killed 
that's, you know, that's interesting because I was thinking about that as well. Um, as far as just that impact that that must have had on Filipinos just as a culture to be, to have experienced that. Yeah, I definitely think impacts all of us and even generations later who didn't experience that. I do think that plays a huge role in that. Yeah, you're right. I liked what you said about generation not experiencing that. Because one time I was watching a documentary about uh, the Japanese taking over the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with my dad. My dad's not that old, but he's like one generation away from that. Right? Yeah. And he was getting mad. He was, like, he was saying things about the Japanese that I didn't agree. And I kept on saying, like, that's not true what you're saying. That They are not all that. You know? Yeah. But he was just mad. He was just you know, upset. Eventually, when a few days later, because I keep on thinking about it, you know, I, I want to be fair to my dad. I want to be fair to the Japanese too, you know? Yeah. And I realized that he's close to that. He's somehow getting the residual of the effect of the Japanese uh, abuse to the Philippines. Yeah. And it's close to his heart. It's not close to my heart because I'm the third generation. Yeah, yeah. So we can, I can see it from outside. He can't. He's inside there. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. So does it bother you that Filipino food is not as famous as any, like any Asian food? Um, you know, it did for a little bit, but I don't know how it is in Montreal, but in Toronto, there's so many that have popped up. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I learned how to cook Filipino food in my 20s and everyone's always asking for it, you know, and I'm so proud of that because mm-hmm. I I do think it's delicious, but I, yeah, it's another thing to be proud of, right? As mm-hmm. far as Filipinos go and yeah, we're known for the food and we're known for the parties and the big trays of food right yeah <laughs> every time we have a party they're like so much food yeah yeah every there's you can even if it's 10 people or five people coming to the house you have to have the large trays of food exactly you know? and that's one thing like yes there are a lot of now restaurants that are popping up but it's not popular you know what I mean? It's not in the zeitgeist that like Filipino food is good. And I, I always talk shit to my Chinese uh, friends or Vietnamese friends. I'm like, yo, your food are good, but not compared to our food. Man. <laughs> our food is different because our food is Asian and European. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that, you know, it's a, it's a mixture of especially the Spanish influence, right, on our food. Is something that, yeah, I talk about often. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I watch a lot of, you know, the shows on Food Network. Mm-hmm. And I realize they don't highlight any Filipino foods, really. They don't. That's true. Yeah. Like the lumpia. Bro. Yeah. Lumpia is better than Shanghai roll. Not even close, dude. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's the number one thing I'm asked about is lumpia, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they don't highlight that in shows. It's yeah. always like the Thai food or 
Chinese, right? Never anything. Yeah. yeah. Or pancit. Yes, pancit. Yeah. Who it's, doesn't love pancit? Yeah, it's the most one of the most loved dishes. But I think I think we need like a chef that like introduce it yeah. and say, "Hey guys, this food is really good." <laughs> yeah. You know. So I mentioned that you are engaged. Your fiance, he's not Filipino, is he? No, he's um he was born in Canada and he is mixed, um European, Scottish, Irish, and Jamaican. Actually, we just found that out. He mm. did those DNA tests and he found out he was Jamaican. Mm. How did your family take that? You dating, you know, a different race, as they say. Um, you know, they weren't surprised because that was all I, I've only dated Canadian, I guess, guys. Um, and I think it was sort of an expectation that I was just going to end up with a Canadian guy because, yeah, I mean, all even my sisters or boyfriends have all been, um, Canadian and never Filipino no <laughs> not Filipino yeah no Filipino boyfriends um mm-hmm. and no it's I've never been asked out by a Filipino guy so that's it wasn't necessarily a, a choice you know mm-hmm. um I never thought to myself oh no I'm not into Filipino guys just no one ever asked me so mm-hmm. it's just you did a good choice <laughs> <laughs> You know how Filipinos are. Yeah, yeah. They're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, is you being ethnically different from him? Was it? Is it ever a problem? Um, I wouldn't say it was ever a problem. It was, you know, there were things I had to sort of explain to him. family dynamics like he grew up very differently and but he also understood and really appreciates the way we sort of do things mm-hmm. um and now he's so happy and he tells everyone oh get you a filipino what <laughs> girlfriend and uh, yeah it's it's you, you know it's nice to be able to share um my traditions and my beliefs and just be proud of my family with someone who also appreciates it the way mm. he does. Yeah, I agree. We love so hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you love one of us, you have to love every one of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't my whole family has to love you and you know you have to love my whole family. Exactly. And uh, and you, you know how we are it's like for the lack of a better word, we have that pack mentality. Yes, yeah. Is he okay with that? Because you know how Filipinos are. Sometimes we crosses the line. Yeah, I mean, you know, every he's, yeah, he's been great. I just, you know, he knows he he knows to expect a big group of us, you know, and he. <laughs> it's just hard for him to remember everyone's names because there's so many, you know, and he's like, oh, that's your cousin, right? Like, yeah, courtesy cousin, you know, not, not the same kind of cousin as. Chris, but you know, 
still he grew he grew up with a family so he's like a cousin and <laughs> you know he <laughs> but he he appreciates all of that and he loves that we're so um close knit mm, exactly so you said you're a web designer a web developer yes yeah do you and you own your own company or do you work for a company um, I've been freelancing for a few years now, and I'm just making that transition. I'm actually in the middle of that transition. COVID sort of slowed everything down, but I'm, yeah, we're transitioning into yeah, a full-blown development agency right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at the moment, everything's still sort of getting finalized, but that is the goal for hopefully before the summer yeah i like i like that goal thank you <laughs> work for yourself yes yeah i mean it's hard but you do what you got to do yeah i mean you know it's definitely something that's hard for i think even my parents to understand um they have they have always had really high goals for me and you know they wanted me to be like a computer scientist or something not a nurse nurse. i know not a nurse um yeah i think we have that covered in the family (laughs) how many like 50 of you guys (laughs) i I think there's there's a couple of us yeah there's a couple of us but yeah not a nurse surprisingly Hmm. i think they tried to get one of my sisters into that but no why do you think is that why filipinos focus on nursing instead of being a doctor I actually don't know. That's a very good question. I don't know because I definitely think that, I mean, yeah, we're more than capable of becoming doctors. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know because there's so many nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, if you say Filipina and they yeah. live in America, yeah. you know, like 95% of the time. Exactly. Yeah, I'd love for there to be more Filipina doctors. Yeah, that would you know, be great. I think about this, and I, what I think is because we love taking care of people. Yes. Yeah. Doctor doesn't really take care of people. They walk in, they do their thing, then they leave. Yeah, they're sort of viewed as, yeah, not caring so much, right, for people and. Hmm. And yeah, Filipinos, Filipinos especially are so known for taking care of their families and people. But I, yeah, I would love to see more Filipina doctors and Filipina yeah. and Filipino business owners, I think would be amazing. Yeah, that too. Business owner. We're not business owners. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. We're not. I mean, I went to school for an economics degree, economics and urban planning and I think I was on the path to becoming an accountant, but mm. I mean, I mean, this is a good time as any to try. You know, I've always loved um, being creative, and mm-hmm. this career lets me be able to do that. And yeah, it wasn't easy going against you know sort of what my parents had envisioned for me, but yeah, I mean, the goal is to achieve this and show them what i've been working on you know show them that it was okay for me to not i mean i have a fallback right worst case scenario but Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's not enough Filipino business owners. And it's Yeah, I think that goes back to us being most Filipinos we're not selfish people. Yes. Yeah. We're very like, hey, how many how many food do you have there? I got some drinks here. Let's mix it together. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, you're right. And it does take um, a certain mentality. I mean, it's hard. It's not easy. And there's a lot of things that, um, yeah, require a kind of thinking that I just don't think is inherent to Filipinos. Um, and I think a lot, even just what, um, the resources that have helped me get to this point um, sort of goes against like what I've learned um, from my family. You know, um, my mom's always asked, even in the beginning of this phase, um, or sorry, in the early phases of starting my business, you know, what are you going to do for like the pension and for <laughs> insurance? Like, how is that going to work? And I said, you know, I don't even know. I'm just trying to get this started to see. Yeah, you they know? understand that. I remember when I started the podcast, my mom was like, are you going to make money off of this thing? Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the number one question. You know, my fiance is starting his own business as well. And it's just, oh, how is he going to make money off of that? Hmm. Like, I don't know, the internet. <laughs> There's so many ways, mom. I'll explain to you. <laughs> yeah, good luck explaining. Yeah, I think they're just, they'll just wait to see you know, the actual money that comes from it, right? Mm -hmm. They're just worried. Yeah, they just want to make sure, you know, we're okay. And mm. again, that's, you know, I'm, I'm something I'm proud of is just that, the fact that we all care so much about each other, that we're so invested, you know, and we worry and, you know, we question things, but um, the intention is pure and good. Yeah, exactly. I tell that to my younger, the younger generation in my family, that they sometimes they say, "Oh, you know, they they mingle so much with my business," and I was, and I what I just tell them is, the strength of our family is that exactly that that we are so close. Yeah. That if you have a problem, there'll be fifty people in your house in one phone call yes yeah however when you mess up there will be 50 phone call <laughs> oh yeah yeah i you know when i when i messed up in high school i i was uh embarrassed um but my whole family knew about it right and the first person my parents called was my aunt and then my cousin knew before i knew it my cousin was coming to pick me up <laughs> say, hey what happened you know and yeah, everyone's all up in your business, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, I don't know, it's crazy. And I'm sure it's crazy to a lot of other people, but it is a beautiful thing to have everyone care so intensely about each other. Yeah, exactly. There's so much love that you feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I wish it was something that could be experienced by other people as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, um, if you go to a mall, if you see one Filipino, there'll be like 20 of them behind that person. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, every time we go to a mall, my dad always seems to know someone, too. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's my dad and my mom too. I hate it because I'm <laughs> I'm an introvert. You know, yeah, I'm friendly, yeah. but I I pick and choose. You know, but no, yeah. they don't care. Yeah, they don't. I know they don't care. It's everyone, and I sometimes I'm I'm not even sure if they actually know the person, but it's like someone who grew up in the same province. Mm-hmm. Philippines and I'm like wow really 50 years later you still know this person yeah it's really cool it's really cool to me that I mean that's you know it it showed me that it wasn't just my family it's Mm. Filipino culture in general Mm -hmm. you know to to see that my dad still has yearly annual picnics with you know friends that he knew from his childhood Mm. and they all just happened to be in Toronto it's you know it's cool that they all found their way back to each other and are in a way sort of recreating that community that they had yeah I like that word community yeah that's we're good at that that's our thing (laughs) yes you know yes we're not gonna be business owners we're not gonna help each other with that but if you want food and drinks come over yeah exactly I mean at the end of the day that's you know, I think that matters more than anything, right? Exactly. So I think we're getting there. But do you have anything else to add to the discussion? Um, not really. You know, I just want to give you kudos too. I think this is a great thing that you're doing, um, especially at this time. Just and not even in COVID, but in in just this day and age where I just think getting to know each other and um, getting a peek into people's personal lives and you know things that happen to them, their own experiences. I think it's important, mm. and you know I, I hope more people listen, and I hope that yeah, this just gets bigger for you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciated that. You know, to be honest, I'm selfish. I just want to talk to cool people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, and honestly, if that even if that was your primary motivation, I think what a better way to spend your time you know there's mm-hmm. no better way to spend your time than doing that because i just think talking to people and really listening is it's what makes us better people in the end you know yeah and like the more i do this the podcast is the more i realize like we're all the same yeah exactly exactly wherever you came from whether you grew up here or you grew up there and that's the thing that i you know, even though I didn't get to, um, you know, as unfortunate as it was that I didn't have as many Filipino friends growing up, the fact that I could share my experiences with other immigrants from other countries, mm-hmm. and there was still a lot of similarities there, um, I find that that was still helpful, you know, mm-hmm. even though I didn't um, have other Filipinos to relate to. I just feel it, it's a shared experience to be an immigrant. It is. Do you have any last remark before we close out? Um, n- no, I think that's good. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Again, Jay, thank you for doing the pucks. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Again, Miss Mangahas, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Del Yosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.